each of us could tell a story of life in the wilderness. It is that place where life is, is difficult. It is that place where we often feel lost and confused, exhausted and, and lonely. We feel small and vulnerable in the wilderness. In the wilderness of life, it takes all that we have to simply survive. For every moment spent in the wilderness of life, there is the hope of the promised land. For most of us, I suspect the promised land is either a return to the way things were before, back to the good old days, or a jump forward into an idealized future. For those who wander in the wilderness of deep sorrow and in loss and tears, the promised land may be for them a place of joy where memories no longer cripple, tears no longer flow, and an enthusiasm for life has returned. For those who know the wilderness of loneliness, their promised land may be a place of relationship and acceptance and belonging. For those who are in the wilderness of fear, the promised land may be about security and control and, and predictability. In the wilderness of unhappiness, Perhaps the promised land is a longing for a land of fulfillment and meaning. Of course, sometimes the wilderness is simply about moving and changing and growing. Even though those are good things, things that we seek out and welcome, the way can still be hard, can be tiring, can be perilous. For every wilderness, there is a promised land. And for every promised land, there is a Jordan River that you must cross. The Jordan River is the boundary between the wilderness and the promised land. It is the obstacle standing between you and the unknown future. In today's lesson, Joshua has led the Israelites to the Jordan River, and the promised land is in sight. 400 years of slavery, 40 years of wandering the wilds, have brought them to the edge. They have hoped, they've walked, they've suffered, they've prayed, they've talked, they've cried, they've trusted, they've regretted, they've faltered, and they have whined their way through it all. To that moment. And imagine getting to that moment, and what do they see? A river at flood stage, overflowing its banks. There is no low water crossing in sight. The river is 150 miles long. They cannot go around it. There are no bridges. They can't get over it. The way is blocked. The river is impassable. The only way across the river is through the river. Each one of us has a Jordan River that must be crossed. And usually there's more than one over the course of our life. It seems that a life of faith is a series of water crossings. The Jordan River, however, is not a, a geographical feature. 
it is a feature of our interior life. Crossing the Jordan, entering the promised land, will not necessarily change the circumstances of our lives, but it will, however, change us. And that changes everything. Like Israel, we stand at the edge of the Jordan. The only way into the promised land is through the floodwaters of life. And then questions begin to be asked. How deep is it? How solid is the bottom? Is it slippery? Is the water cold? How strong is the current? Will I get swept away? What is the distance from this bank to that bank? What will I find on the other side? All of those are excellent questions. In some ways, they are the questions of life. The questions that arise every time we make a move, whether geographical or emotional or spiritual. They are not, however, questions that get answered before we step into the river of new life. Ultimately, it is God, not the answers, that will take you across the Jordan River. God did not hold back the river for Israel. It was only after they stepped into the water of the Jordan that God acted. You see, the waters do not part until you step out in faith. God can only work with what you offer. Standing on the bank, waiting for answers, waiting for a better time and place, waiting for the flood to subside, offers God nothing. Nothing with which to work. God will not act. The river will rage, and you will remain on the bank, watching the river. It's all dependent upon your first faithful step. One step is all it takes. One step. As soon as Israel's feet were dipped in the edge of the water, God acted. The flowing water stood still. There was dry land, and the people crossed to the promised land. We all have that one step, that first step that we must take in our life. What is that first step for you? There are as many first steps as there are circumstances in our lives. Maybe the first step for you is to offer another forgiveness and reconciliation. Maybe your first step is to let go of anger and resentment. Maybe your first step is to recognize that your life is unmanageable. And that first step is just one of 12. Maybe that first step is to just shut up, to be still, to be quiet, to listen.
perhaps your first step is to let go of, of always needing to be right and in control. Maybe that first step is to let go of fear and uncertainty that dominates your life. Maybe that first step is to risk intimacy and vulnerability. Maybe that first step is, is taking responsibility for your life. Then again, maybe that first step is offering your life to another without counting the cost, without weighing the risk. What is your first step? Over the last decade, nearly every first step I have taken has been a step either towards Stone Village or on behalf of Stone Village. Some steps were harder than others. Some steps required a walking away from relationship, from comfort, and from security. Some steps took me to the very edge of my strength and even of my faith. Yet looking back and, and looking at you now, every first step and every step that followed, regardless of the cost in the moment, was worth it. For what God created and continues to create through my life, through my steps, has been and continues to be unimaginable. The impact upon our life as a community, but our impact as a community on lives beyond our walls. The ripple effect is limitless. I do not know your first step. I do not know when or how you will cross your river Jordan. I have faith. I believe that God will be with you. I know that God will be with you. For in every crossing, there is God. Because every crossing is an act of God's faithfulness in you. We never go alone. Your crossing will happen one step at a time. And that first step always takes us to a new land, to a new way of being, to a new life with God. One step is all it takes, just one. But you have to have the courage to get your feet wet. You have to have the courage to leave the dry bank. Take the first step. Because you will never know the ripples that first step will have upon your life or the lives of others. You will never know what God can do through your life. You must act in order for God to act. May it be so. Amen. <clears throat>